Welcome to Leveling Up With Love. I'm your host, life and love coach, Mary Howard. Inside this podcast, we explore our mindset, learn how to appreciate and influence our brain and body to create love and compassion for yourself and those around you. I am so glad you're here and I'm super excited for you to love this episode. For more, connect with me at mary-howard.com, mary-howard.com. Welcome and welcome back, beauties. I am so fired up today. I'm super excited. I am looking forward to having this conversation with you. And today, the objective of today's episode, actually, I'm going to do a whole series on this because there's obviously going to be more than one reason. But what we're going to start talking about is why we choose the wrong person in partnership, in romantic relationships. Like, why do you keep finding, picking, choosing the wrong man? And I know this well also, but why is this so important? I'm going to tell you because I am so in love, you guys, like beauties. I'm telling you, I'm in love and I want this for everyone. And I know that love is available for you because trust when I tell you, if I can find love, meaningful, fulfilling partnership that literally brings tears to my eyeballs and gratitude to like my whole entire being, it is completely available for you too. And I want to help you choose it. I want to help you choose your partner, your perfect person. First, it's important for us to figure out what is keeping you from it. So for today, let's go. It is my sincere belief that everyone comes into our life to teach us something. And some lessons are harder than others. Some take longer than others. (laughs) But as especially in relationship. Like this always proves true. You know how they say a season, a reason, or a blessing? Yes. We are always in a position to learn something from the people that cross our paths. And being in relationship is like the best teacher, the most challenging, and also the best. It's like literally being in relationship is just being a student of life. There is always so much to learn. Lifelong learner, like at its finest. So take out your notebooks because we are going to really, you're going to want to explore this, like what we're talking about for you. Because the first thing that we're going to cover in this series, why we keep choosing the wrong man is because, believe it or not, you're actually looking for him. Yes. Let me say that again. You are actually looking for him. And I know that you're probably like, Mary, stop lying. Now you're insulting me. I have to go. But just stay with me because I would never do that. I love you. And you are whole and complete and capable and worthy exactly as you are now. 
just like I am, just like I always was, even before any of this became apparent to me. And so I just want you to really be in wherever you are now, knowing that you are completely worthy and capable of meaningful and fulfilling partnership. So stay with me. First, let's also acknowledge that so much of ha- this is happening in our uncon- our non-conscious mind, right? So give yourself that grace and that space to just be opening up to a new perspective, considering a new perspective, okay? This is why coaching is so freaking powerful. It's kind of like that line in Nemo when, when I forget the name's characters, but he's like, you know, when you know, you know, you know, and it's like that on the opposite side too. When you don't know, you just don't freaking know. Like we don't see it until we do. And then it's like light bulb moment. And it's frustrating because we're smart, high achieving women who are in positions of like power and leadership and we're capable and we figure shit out all the time. Right? And we like do really well in our life and in our career. And yet we find ourselves sometimes in this loop of just disappointment, frustration in the choosing of our relationships and the choosing of the wrong men. Coaching allows us to deep dive and swim through all of this. Like if we continue with the Nemo analogy, we're just going to swim through it. And allowing yourself again, the grace to just know so much of this is actually happening like underneath the surface. Literally, we're swimming under the water. We're underneath the surface. Okay. So coming back to how are you looking for him? Okay. So make sense of this for me, right? Again, no judgment. I see you. I was you. And until I created this awareness, I was not able to see it either. As humans, we just don't see our blind spots and there is no shame in that, but there is responsibility once we have an opportunity to look at things differently, like especially when we want more. So essentially where your attention goes, your energy is going to flow. And some of us are so used to the same, like talking about or blaming there's often a lot of blame and a lot of labeling, right? And a lot of non-forgiving of things that have happened in our past. We sometimes don't even know that this is happening again. And for some of us, it takes hitting that rock bottom to realize like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. I am using, of course, I'm using, not of course, but I am a woman, I identify as a woman, and I am in relationship with a man. I date, like that is my partner, my partner is a male. So I'm using heteronormative pronouns here. But ultimately, like you can fill in the blank on any of this, this can apply to any human, because as humans, our fundamental need and our ultimate desire, we want to survive and connect. And connecting has kept us also alive right? As a species, as a human race. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to share this term with you we call confirmation bias in psychology. So have you ever been in 
the market for a car. Like, let's just use a car as an example, okay? I say I decide I want to go buy a white Jeep. So I'm going, I'm looking for white Jeeps, I'm in the market for a white Jeep. And then all of a sudden, I start to see white Jeeps everywhere. This gives you a sense of what confirmation bias is. It's this tendency to confirm or reinforce or prove our beliefs true. Often, even when they're not, or even when there's evidence to the contrary. You should spend five minutes in the political arena to see confirmation bias, like at its worst. But let's apply this to dating. So you have this belief, whatever it is, like whatever the man that you keep attracting is, there are, you have beliefs about men that have either proven true for you personally in the past. And, and so you're continuing to believe them and reinforce the story, whatever your story is. So maybe for you, men are angry or maybe men are emotionally unavailable. Uh, recently, I was told men are toddlers. I, I heard this um, with this one, men are toddlers. So of course, if you're thinking, if you're believing that men are childish or men are toddlers, you're going to evoke, you may even be saying things to evoke this out of them. You're going to be thinking it. You're going to be looking for it. You're going to be confirming your story, your bias, essentially. My story was one of saving. Like my story was different. My story was, I need to save this man from himself kind of thing. Right. This is so dangerous. It was like this thought of men are in need of fixing. And I had this deeply rooted belief that I needed to be the one to help them. I'm going to help him realize that he doesn't need alcohol or, you know, he can fight depression and life is good. I'm going to show him. And this for me, this was my story. This was my experience from my relationship with my dad in my childhood, not being able to save him from himself, essentially, right? Even as a young child, like wanting so much to be able to help him and wanting him to know, like, how did he not know that he was worthy of living or giving himself another chance, trying to figure things out? Like, how did he not know that we loved him so much that we would have loved for him to stay here? Like, imagine the weight of that, those expectations, right? And then I bring that into my adult relationships. Ultimately, I, of course, wanted to be in partnership, you know, like all of us, we want to be in healthy, meaningful partnerships, but we have these stories, these origin stories that keep us in this cycle of seeking whatever it is that we never got a chance to heal from, learn from, grow from, expand from, observe and say, okay, let's take a little bit of a step back here and figure out where this might have come from, what might make sense, where can you find some grace for yourself and some acknowledgement and some love. And now what's going to be more beneficial? 
right? Because I, of course, wanted to be in partnership like every other human, but I found myself in these sticky, awful situations trying to save people from themselves and really had just come to the conclusion that that was my, that was just what was it for me. But by the grace through a lot of my own work, I was able to release that. And this is why I'm here sharing this for you and with you. Like you are not broken and these men are not broken either, right? That's the lesson in this. It's like what's happening here is we have this tight grip. We have this belief and we have this story, whatever we think these men are this or they're that or whatever flavor it is for you. And by believing this, by speaking this and in acting in whatever ways are kind of patterned for us or quote unquote, what our norm is, we keep reinforcing it. And essentially we keep calling in this type of man. And I, again, take what you love and leave the rest, but you can sit with this for yourself or I'd be happy to connect with you on a call and walk through this. Like people, you say, oh, what's your type? <laughs> and I would always say, I don't have a type. I never had like that physical attribute. Someone has to look this certain way. But when I, when you really pause to think about it, like what is your type beyond the physical attributes? Look at your type. What are you typically attracting? What patterns do you see? Do you see any themes? Where do you think that might be coming from? Are the men you choose always fill in the blank? Right? When you love them, do they fill in the blank? Are there any underlying themes? Are they angry? Are they struggling with substance? Are they unavailable in ways? Right? Would you consider them lazy? Like, how are you labeling them? Are they disappointing you? Are they toddlers? Are they childish? And where does that come from from you? And how are you reinforcing it by what you're looking for in someone or what you speak? And I know this is a little, this is some big stuff, right? But this is the work. And if you want to change it, if when you're ready to find and to connect and to choose the partner that you want to do life with, that you want to feel fulfilled with, and you're excited about like figuring everything out with, this is the work we have to do first. Because until we open this up, until we break this open, like our part that sometimes is completely broken open, when we continue to go into these relationships with people that are not available for us or not, whatever the case may be, they're not for you. There is love on the other side of this work, of this energy, love for you, love for your partner, and even a love for those that are no longer for you in the sense that like, it's not for you and they're on their own journey too. But on the other side of this work that you do for yourself, even when it's challenging, is this love for yourself enough to say, like, I am worthy of someone that deserves my time and attention that I want to meet in the middle to enjoy life with. Like, this is so available for you. And at a certain point, we have to take responsibility. At a certain point, we have to take a look at the, 
at the picker, at the chooser, <laughs> at the common denominator, which is us. And until we're really willing to be radically honest with ourselves and release the grip you have on this particular type of person, we continue to call them in. Like this is the law. What we resist, we are actually attracting always. So we have to come from this place or it's helpful. It's beneficial for you. I invite you to consider releasing this person for your grip, focusing from your grip and focusing your attention to what might be possible for you if you could just let that go. If that was no longer part of you or your space or your orbit, like what would you like to create? Release resistance to this person. I see people often talking about the narcissist, right? And you spend so much time, maybe it's not you, but you spend so much time in this like, why are they like this? What are they like? Who are they? I'm going to have to protect myself from them. And by giving them so much attention, like in this logic that, well, this is how I have to protect myself. You're actually giving them more attention. You're recreating them and you're looking for them and thus calling them in. See, it's the white Jeep. They're the Jeep, whatever color you choose. They're the Jeep. You're like calling it in. And so you're reinforcing this belief and what is the lesson here is that there's all different kinds of other things available for us. Like there's all different types of vehicles. There's all different men available. What have you learned? How can you release what's no longer for you? And how would you like to redirect your energy to what it is that you would like to create? You see, like, when I finally discovered that my worth is not equated to my ability to fix someone else. When I, that lesson finally came through, like, hmm, that wasn't actually for me. I'm only responsible and in a position to respond to my own thoughts, my own feelings. So when I gave responsibility back to these other people, right? I didn't feel less than because of it. I was just able to release. And I invite you to begin to detach your worth from your connection to this, these types of people. Like, who would you be if that was no longer part of your story? And what would you be able to create? And lovingly, not, we're not accepting what might have been done. We're not forgive. We're like in forgiveness, we forgive for us. So we don't forgive for them. We're not condoning other people's behaviors. Like, please hear me on that. That's not what this is about. This is about giving yourself freedom. This is about giving yourself freedom, knowing that you are worthy and valuable because you exist. That's it. Not because you have to fix someone else. When I give responsibility to the other person, back to them where it belongs. Like 
without this feeling less than because of it, I was able to release the resistance that I had for them. Like I was resisting them being them because I was trying to change them. Right. And when we're, when we're fixated on fixing, changing someone else, the grip is so tight and then we just continue to attract that. So from here, we have to, we allow them to be them and for us to be us, for you to be you. And from here, you get to choose, right? You don't have to, like for me, it was like, okay, I don't have to fix you. Whew, that changes things. If I don't have to fix you, like, what is my role in this? Do I even want to be a part of this anymore? What's my purpose here? Other than simply to love and to be loved. And if that's not available here for me, like, then what's my next, what's my next move? What's the next choice or decision I get to make? If I'm coming from love for myself, knowing that I'm worthy because I exist and I don't have to do anything, I don't have to prove anything for love to be loved, then what do we do, right? Then what's the conversation look like? I don't have to fix you. I'm, I don't even have to like you. I mean, once again, we can lovingly and gently release people and let them continue on their journey. I can lovingly let go knowing that it's no longer for me. I'm valuable and powerful and a wonderful partner deserving of love because I exist. I can love and be loved. And so can you, my beautiful friend. I hope this was helpful for you, valuable for you, thought provoking. And if you'd like to do any of this work together, explore it more, do some more swimming around. I'm here for you. Love you all so much. Until next time, be well. Thank you for sharing this time together. Spread the love by rating and sharing this episode and be sure to be filled with even more love by subscribing for future episodes. Personalized coaching is the fast track to reaching your desired outcomes. Message me the word love at maryhowardmc at gmail.com. DM me at maryhoward.mc on Instagram or book a call at mary-howard.com. I look forward to connecting and helping you create all the love.